Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, it's been a couple weeks, bud. How are you? It has been a couple weeks. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Oh, man, I got a little tan going. Uh, Besides that, my neck is in extreme pain. I put on 13 pounds in the past two weeks on vacation, so uh, my skin feels like it's about to explode. (laughs) Um, Other than that, you know, I'm feeling... Fine as frog hair. Now tell me, this, you, I think you mentioned before we left, this is the first time you've had a two-week vacation. Is that That's correct? correct. I've never had it, never done two-week vacation. How was it? I mean, did you get through that first week and and think, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I got a whole nother week ahead of me. Or were you like kind of ready to go home already? Or were you, I mean, you went to a couple different places, did you not? Yeah. So that I, I, I went to Panama City Beach for the first week with uh, the in-laws and the nieces and nephews and it, it was kind of it was different because they were all bummed out because it was you know thursday friday they got to go home and i was like man i'm just rolling down the road <laughs> i just got a little out one hour drive head down the coast and i met up with my family and did another week so no it was good it was good i, I wasn't sure if it was going to be too much but no it was good man had a good time good now we're back relax. yeah yeah now we're back we got some we got some podcasting to do the sports are the sports are going crazy. My favorite time of the year is going on the Olympics. I watched so much of the Olympics while I was on vacation. I watched handball. I watched soccer. I watched badminton. I watched kayaking. Let me tell you, dude, kayaking. You remember that like the old Nintendo game we used to play, the Olympic Nintendo game? It had track and field, oh, and kayaking, yeah, and kayaking. diving, and all that stuff. Yeah, so. Awesome. The the kayaking might be those people are insane. The fake rapids. I watched marathon swimming the other day. I love all of it. Wait, are the the rapids are fake? In it, they were this year they with what they yeah they manufactured rapids for the kayaking. Do they do it like in a river or something? I I have, I guess yeah. It's in like a something like that. I was yeah. wondering that too because I saw swimming uh, just like long distance swimming or something. Yeah, it was a marathon swim swimming. Around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was I, that was crazy. I I I went from water polo to that water sports are hard for me cuz I can't swim. I don't I am like I You know in water polo, those dudes that water's like 10 feet deep. Is it? Uh, yeah. yeah. They're keeping themselves above water the entire time. It's amazing. And they pop up out of it yep. sometimes. I'm yeah. like, how, how's that happening? Yeah, they that got them strong legs. They're like a little dolphin. <laughs> pop up. And they're, uh, they're, it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's just like soccer, except you can use your hands and you're in the water. I, I mean, I guess so. Because yeah. they get physical. They kind of like bump and grind and, and, and hold and push and stuff like yeah. that a little bit. And did, did you watch handball? I have not seen handball. Handball's like basketball and soccer mixed. It's a net in a gym, and they they can take like three steps, but then they have to dribble and. Oh yes, I have. I did see. Mm-hmm. I was eat, I was having lunch with a friend of mine, and that was on where we were eating, and he's like, "I I don't understand." what this is or what the rules are yeah. we were watching it we were, i didn't understand it either i didn't realize that's what it was you can take a certain amount of steps before you have to dribble but you can't keep going like you can take like three full steps and then you got to dribble or something I, and it's I, almost like there's a three-point line or something yeah, around right yeah, and it's yeah. and, and you can like just truck people is that right yeah I mean, yeah like they just like foul the heck out of oh, each other yeah. 
It's like basketball with traveling and fouling. Exactly. It's exactly right. So, uh, no, it's a dude. I'm telling you right now, it is, it is different. It and I, I love the Olympics for all that fun stuff. Beach volleyball, regular volleyball. Like I don't ever watch volleyball, but I was watching. Dude, those dudes, they're all, they're every guy is six nine, and they smoke the ball. Yeah. I don't like. I'm, like one dude got hit in the face, and I, I thought he was dead. <laughs> Dude spiked it right in his grill. I thought he was dead. I, is that not a great strategy? Because how are you going to? I mean, how are you going to defend they just that? Eat it. Yeah, I, that's a point for me. If yeah. I spike it in your face. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, man. Uh, but you know, my favorite part of the gym of of the Olympics are is gymnastics. Yes. And we'll get into the gymnastics stuff because I put a gymnast on our Mount Rushmore of athletes. Yes, you did. And unfortunately well there's a lot of stuff that happened there but <laughs> we'll before we get to that that'll be coming up next but we you know it's been a couple of weeks i know you've been walking here lately i got a crying little kid in the background i'm gonna let you do a walking story with cracker thug while i go take care of this little kid <laughs> you got it go beat dad all right so it, there's a lot there are a lot of things that i can that I observe as I'm walking around that aren't maybe necessarily worthy of a story. It's not nothing like big or anything, but there is a, a place in the neighborhood that I walk past frequently that is like a, I don't know. There's a building and it's, I can't tell exactly what it is, but it's almost sort of like a community center. Maybe that's what it looks like. And outside in the front, there's like a little yard sort of. And then at the sidewalk, there's a sidewalk in the street on the sidewalk in front of this at the front of the yard of this building, whatever it is, is an old newspaper stand that you put the money in, you pull the thing open and you pull the newspaper out. Well, instead of newspapers, since those don't exist anymore, there are you can put you don't have to put any money in. You just open the newspaper stand and you can put canned goods or any sort of food items it's like a pantry or something and it's just like a community pantry i guess for people in need or something yeah yeah, sounds good and but the thing is is you walk by this thing and there's all kinds of there's there's canned food there's stuff i walked by and there were these boxes like juice boxes but they were milk and there's a big box of these things and they're on the side of this thing so they're not even inside the they're just on the ground you said it's milk it was milk in these like juice boxes and and all of this food is just sitting in the sun all day long it can't be usable anymore after it sits there it's like it's like a pantry for people i think that need it but none of it can none of it can be good even the canned stuff i feel like sitting there all day long in the heat in the sun it, it, they've got to put something up that can like keep the that that can keep he's right he's right about all that all day long in the heat <laughs> yeah i just don't understand it and it that was the that was the one that really got to i was like the other day when i saw the milk laying there i saw the box of the cartons of milk just on the ground <laughs> there for people to take i guess and then i'm like that's unbelievable because it was you know 85 degrees out or something like that and the sun's out i'm like I- i'm sweating this milk is 
curdled. Oh, I'm man. positive. In you should have taken one. It's it was community. You should have taken one. And then what grossed me out is I walked another 25 feet, and there's one with the straw in it, empty on the ground. Oh, Someone drank one. drank one. And I'm like, so, uh, so that was yeah, that was my big observation. That I'm like, I keep thinking about it every time, and it's I feel like the food is worse every time I walk by there for stuff that can't be left out. And that milk just oh. sets it over the top. I'm like, I wish you next time. If there's milk out there next time, I want you to get one. I'm going to grab one and bring it to you. Yes, please. Thank you. I <laughs> you love that. It. So, so right off the bat here, before we get into gym gymnastics in the, in, in the Olympics, I didn't get to hear the whole story. So I feel like I didn't, I didn't make it through the whole thing. But the idea, but... I feel bad. The kids are going crazy up there. So before we get into gymnastics, let's do this. Yeah. We've got a request to talk about something we talked about talking about. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. I I any mo, most people know if you're listening to this or watching we're from Cincinnati. We we're homers when it comes to Cincinnati. We talk about football or we don't talk about football very often at all. We talk about basketball, we talk about baseball. Today we're going to talk about some NBA. Uh, we're going to go over this tampering and free agency and all the craziness that goes on in the span of three minutes after tampering is is allowed. And we're going to talk about Simone Biles. We're going to talk about a little bit about the Olympics, but we kind of teetered around talking about the old red legs. Yeah, sure. Can we? Can, have you been watching the red legs here lately? Well, I, I can't watch them because YouTube TV doesn't carry Bally Sports. But Have you been listening to I've the been, Red Legs? Yeah, I've been keeping up. So, as you know, uh, Hembry has been uh, basically awful in four straight outings now in the ninth inning. He's walked the first batter he's faced. Yeah. So, besides the Doolittle thing from last week when he brought – a lefty in who's been horrible to hit to throw against a guy who's hitting like 600 against left-handers. Is this bullpen is the problem we're having with the bullpen managerial, or is it just that the bullpen is that bad right now? I mean, Michael Lorenzen had to come in and save us again today, uh, and they finally let him pitch more than just getting out of an inning. They let him get four outs. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yo, guy comes out. And gets three guys out in the eighth inning. Let's hey, how about this? He threw twelve pitches. But you go let him pitch another inning, right? Yeah. I've been talking about that forever. I can't stand it. We have had nine people save games. A year ago, I would have thought I kind of like that idea. Let the bullpen kind of decide who's saving the game. The problem is you're not really doing that. We shouldn't have had to have a save today. The, 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 so, so is it managerial? Is it, is it, is it the actual bullpen sucking? What, what do you, how do you, how do you take it? You know, I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen every game, so it's hard to see what situations he's bringing guys in. But, um, but I, you, you, no matter what, you're out there, whether it's a lefty, 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 righty, whatever it is, you have to make pitches and get people out. That's what you're there for. And that's why you're at the major league level and you're, you're called upon to do that. So, Come out and get outs. Even if a guy is hitting 600 against you for your career and you're a lefty and he's a righty, guess what? Advantage him, but but make pitches and, and, and get out. So, but there's a thing like Embry had a had a uh, a, a span there where he was he unhittable. Was really he was really good for a while. And then when things start going bad, when you start giving up runs and walking the first batter for two straight games, three straight games, 
at what point does it become a managerial thing where you just got to be like, yo, hey, brother, I got to go with somebody else. I'm all about, you know, believing in people and, you know, people got to pitch their way out of things, but maybe not in those situations. Maybe because he's not our closer, we don't have a closer. How about let him come in in the sixth or the se- or coming in the seventh and then let a guy like Lorenzen, I know Lorenzen just, just came off the injured list again, and you don't want to overwork him, but he's the only one right now. Him and Garrett are the only ones with the mindset to pitch in the ninth inning. I think with the mindset to do it. Garrett, his stuff is just back and forth. Lorenzen is there right now. Lorenzen needs to be the guy closing the games right now. If Lorenzen has a bad game or two, guess what? Now he's out. It's that simple. If you want to do closing by 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 committee, I truly I don't put it all on the bullpen. I put it I I, I originally said 90-10, 90 bullpen, 10 manager managerial. But the more I think about it, I'm I might go 60-40. I think 60% of this could be could have been fixed by just you're an analytics guy. They brought Bell in. He's he's known as an analytics guy. I don't like that. But if that's who you are, don't all of a sudden start going with your gut randomly. Continue with the analytics. The guy's not pitching well. The, that's I mean that's as much analytics as you can get. He's walked you know seven batters in the last three outings that he's been in in the last three innings. You, okay, analytics tell me get this dude ain't ain't coming in next time. Yeah. I need to bring in Lorenzen, who's or maybe that's not what analytics are. See, I don't even know what analytics even are anymore. See, I, I don't think anybody is a hundred percent analytics or zero percent analytics. I think everybody now is a is a hybrid, is a combination of both. Yeah, I think you have to be, and it, that's a hard thing to figure out. Is when do I go with my gut? When do I go by numbers or history or whatever? Um, and that's that's definitely one of the hardest things for a manager to figure out is when a guy's not going well. You know, you want to. The, the, the best thing is to show him you still believe in him, give him that confidence to, to bounce back and figure it out and get through that little rut, right? Yep. But at the same time, you also can't run a guy out there who's just not pitching well. Same way with a guy. If, if you know, if, if Joey Votto goes 0 for 20, you got to give him a day it's off. time to give him a day off. Get, yeah. And so. All right. So how about, how about this one? How about this one? Um Six innings, six hits, one earned run, one walk, seven strikeouts. Gave up one home run. Luis Castillo today gave up one home run. It was in the first inning, the second batter. Or it was the same guy with the three-run bomb against Henry the other night. Jorge Polanco. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he comes out and throws. Let's see, where's my pitches? Where's my pitch count out here? I want to get the pitch count because I know that's the only reason he came out. But anyway, so uh, come on, Christopher. There it is. 101 pitches. Imagine that. Exact 101 pitches in six, six innings. Six innings. Why can't Why can't a guy like Luis Castilla go out there for one more inning, or a guy like Malley, who's who's a of more of a veteran than him and has an arm that probably could throw 130 pitches, 140 pitches? Why can't these guys who are throwing the ball well? Why? You know how I feel about it. Why is that hundred pitches? Such a ridiculous number. Why is that the number? I don't. I'm with you. I think. I think start the guy the next inning, but have somebody start warming up in the bullpen it, so that you're prepared. It's simple. All right. Here's the deal. You're pitching great right now. You're at 100 pitches though. If I see anything, mm-hmm. I'm taking you out. If anything, by only throwing these guys 100 pitches at a time, you're 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 
basically teaching their arm that that's all they can do. You are, what's the word I'm even trying to, the, your muscle memory, you, their, their arm's not going to be ready to throw more. If you need him to throw 120, 130 in the playoffs, he's not going to be able to because he hasn't done it all year. So why not stretch him out a little bit? Give him a chance to go 110, 150. Give him 115. Let him get through the seventh. Then guess what? That's one less reliever we have to use. Mm-hmm. He gets through the seventh. Lorenzen pitches the eighth and ninth. Hey, look at this. Now all of a sudden, we, we don't go from a 6-1 lead to a 6-5 lead. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I give him, even if it's only, if you, even if he gets one more out in the next inning, that's one more out late in the game that you are closer to keeping the lead and, and winning the ball game. And one less out, you have to rely on one of the guys in the bullpen who most of the guys in there are struggling right now. I I, I still want to see some more from uh, that Michael Giver uh, kid. I think his, his looked pretty good, I think, for the most part. He came in and walked a couple of guys but then got out of the jam the other night um, before <laughs> before Heath Embry came in and mm, lost did it. Did his thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Sessa and uh, I'm trying Sessa, to is that the one who looks like Luis Tiant when he pitches? He's got that big, that big uh, turnaround, like uh, almost like a Johnny Cueto esque kind of pitch. <laughs> That's the thing. I've only heard him pitch so far, oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I haven't yeah, been able to yeah, see him. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I you know use those new guys that you brought in for that reason because you were struggling. You made those trades. Everybody was going nuts about how the Reds. You know, front office is so awful because they didn't make any deals during the offseason and they were so mad because they weren't going to do anything, and they did before the deadline. St- they did. Know. They went out and got two got two arms. If you're da- if I'm David Bell all year, who said – somebody was saying this on the radio today. is perfect thing. I, I think it was Lance after the game. He says – I couldn't have said it better myself. He said, all year I would have been going up to the front office saying – I need arms in this bullpen. I need arms in this bullpen. Lucas Sims has been out for a while. Lorenzen's been in and out. Antone's been in and out. When Antone and Sims comes back, that's going to be nice too. But we need arms. We need arms. We need arms. They go out and get you three new arms, and you've used them like twice. What? I don't understand. And you keep going back to Doolittle. That guy, I'm sorry. At some point in time, you got to cut bait. This dude is not cutting it anymore. I don't care. We've got a lefty. Amir Garrett's not cutting it either, but at least I've got a lefty that I've got a little more faith in than Doolittle. Keep throwing him out there. Hembry, I think, is going to be fine. He just doesn't need to be put into a situation. He doesn't trust himself right now. If you don't trust yourself, you're not going to pitch well. He hasn't been trusting himself. Get him out. Get him into a game. Six to one in the seventh inning, like today, would have been a perfect time. Let him pitch that seventh instead of they wouldn't have because he pitched three days in a row or whatever. But that's all I'm saying. I know what you mean. Yeah, I think you're right. It's time. Look, you don't have a closer, and and he's even recently reiterated that we don't have a, a, a sure closer. Like we don't have a named closer, so we're using whoever we think is going to be the best bet. And he has used Henry mostly in that situation. And like we like we said before. He was really good in that situation for a while, and yep. then just just in the last handful of outings, he's had trouble, and so shift it around. Then, so you're not yep. you don't have to talk to anybody about you lost your closer role. You don't have to have that conversation. You are, with you've anybody. never made that so decision, just, right? So just just like you said, bring him in if you're bring if you're taking guys out in the sixth inning, then bring him in in the sixth inning. In a, even if it's a if if you're down a run or two or up a run or two or whatever it is. Bring him in in a situation, a lower pressure situation, until he can 
figure it out, get us, get himself right again, have one or two good outings again where he, he dominates and he you know strikes a couple guys out or something and feels good about himself, and then the next day try him out again in the in the eighth or something like right. that. Right. Then you can move him, start moving him back up, and when the next when Lorenzen goes through his little thing, because every one of our relievers that we have they're not there. We have is every single one of them are inconsistent. Lorenzen's inconsistent. There are times he throws amazing. Right now, he is throwing well. He needs to be the guy that you put in in the biggest situation. Garrett has his moments. His stuff is not there this year, but he still has enough electricity on his fastball that he can get himself in and out of an inning if he needs to. When he's on, let him go do his thing and when Lorenzen drops off. And then you've got Ember. You, these guys are going to move around because they're all so inconsistent. You can't just keep throwing them out there four straight times. When it goes bad, it goes bad for a while. Yeah. So, And, and it's tough when nobody's really pitching great or almost nobody's pitching great because, you know, if you have one or two guys in the bullpen, you can't throw them every single day. So, look, yeah, David Bell's in a tough spot because he doesn't have guys that are pitching well. But we haven't even seen the new guys. We haven't even got to see these new guys pitch. Some. I mean, I mean and, and here and there. But what, so that was the whole point of going out and getting those arms was so you could go use them because what you had isn't working. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but you're right, I think – figuring out how to bridge the gap and stop losing leads late in games you gotta you gotta figure out how to get wins until you get Antone and Sims back because I you're right I think those two guys are gonna make a big difference in that bullpen whether it's you know somebody else in the in the starting rotation right now moving back or those guys getting in there whatever it is you're gonna have two good arms back in the rotation and I think that's where you got just figure out how to get to that place and and still, you know, have a winning record and keep winning series. But yeah, right now it's, it's, it's tough. And somehow it's still working without it. The problem is the last 12, the last 12 days, every time the Reds win, yeah, the Brewers win. When the Reds lose, the Brewers lose. It's literally every single day is the exact same thing. We're chasing the Padres right now. Yeah, very simple, very clear. We are chasing the Padres. The Padres have, um, they've got the Dodgers, they've got the Giants, and they've got somebody else that they play half of. They base that's basically half of the end of their season is a lot of really good teams, and we've got a pretty pretty easy from what I understand. It's like the I can't remember. It's 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 somewhere in the middle or to lowest side of being the toughest schedule. So it's not tough at all. So that's the thing we got to do. We, we somehow, even with all the things that make us all pull our hair out with David Bell in this bullpen, and in the starting rotation not being able to throw pitches when they're throwing very well, is they're still winning series or tying tying or winning. They they're not losing series right now. So somehow it's still working. So at this point in time, let's just hope it continues to work and let's get ourselves into the playoffs two straight years, Bob. What do you think about that? I mean, that'd be nice. Gotta uh, gotta take care of the the play the Pirates a lot, including this coming weekend. Gotta take care of business against them and the other teams. I'll be there on Friday. Will you? Yeah, I'll be there on Friday. Got a little work Friday. thing. Nice. Oh, fireworks Friday! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yep. yeah, a little work, little work outing. So get to go hang out and. Watch a little red legs. I have not been to a game this year. Really? I've not been to a game. I, I yeah. I mean I'm ready to go. Maxed up. Yeah. I'll wear a mask or whatever I gotta do. I'm ready to go. I don't think I you just, gotta do anything when you're in there. I think you're good right. right now. Well, they might be 
don't know. Yeah, we get into that whole we we get into that whole situation. I could have a conversation about that because I've Ooh, boy, there's a lot to talk about there, but we won't do that. Uh, let's continue on to the next thing. I I love my red legs. I could talk about these guys all day long, especially those two topics of the starting pitching not being able to finish what I think they should be deserve to finish and the relievers blowing games like crazy. That's got to be so difficult for an offense that's hitting so well right now to know when that bullpen comes in. You're just expecting to have to come in and have to hit again. You might you can have five run lead like today, and it's not safe. So let's talk about something that I love. That's something dear, near and dear to my heart. Women's gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you talk about it constantly, all year, every year, um, and yeah, it just uh, people uh, people will avoid you at parties because that's mostly all you talk about. Is women's gymnastics basically? Yes, that's exactly right. So, who, who's uh, who's on your shirt? They want to know who's on your shirt. They think it's uh, they think it's uh, the Blues Brothers. Absolutely not the Blues Brothers. This is a much better movie. This is uh, this is Chris Farley and David Spade from Tommy Boy. Perfect. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. I'm probably not. So anyway, um, we'll get back to. I, I, I'm reading the reading the comments more than I'm paying attention to what I'm talking about. So. I'll continue on. I I love I love watching women's gymnastics because these little girls can do things I, that just seem impossible. And then Simone Biles came along five years ago and did things that were even more impossible. She's got like three moves that are named after her, <laughs> which is insane, right? Yeah. And I put her on. We did a Mount Rushmore of athletes, and I put her on my Mount Rushmore of athletes because she's unbelievable. So – I think it was Monday, I think Monday morning, Tuesday morning, we find out that she goes and it's the all the women's all around. She goes and does a vault and uh, was supposed to do one thing, did another, didn't stick the landing, pulls herself out of the competition. First, we think there might be an injury. Then it becomes, she starts talking about the mental game and, and that's been a big thing these past few years is the mental game of, of athletes and the pressure that's put on them. Um, I guess I guess my question for you, Adam Schmidt, being someone who obviously has heard about this because it's been all over everything. Of course. She got some flack from people, and she got a lot of people propping her up. She came back. She didn't do the the uh, uneven bars. She didn't do the balance beam. No, she did do balance beam. That's where she got her, and she that was on Thursday, and she got her. She got a silver medal, so she came back and got a medal. Apparently, the big problem was something called the twisties. All right, so you've heard of the yips in golf. Uh, you've heard of uh, whatever Chuck Knobloch had at second base for. A year and a half. That's what I thought the yips were. What is it in golf? In golf, you just your putting's off, or you're you're smoking it past. Or I don't I don't know. I've heard so it. I've had the billion. yips my whole life. I guess. Yeah, basically. So, okay. so, but yeah. So so, I guess my question for you, brother, is how do you feel about Simone? Or, or maybe the questions for me: How do you feel about Simone Biles? How do you feel about how she did this? How it all played out? Tell me. Give me your take. I I was confused. To be honest with you, I, you know, like you said, all the stuff that came out about when she withdrew from the competitions, 
was, you know, first it was an injury and then it was a, a, a mental health thing. Like she, she wasn't in the right mindset to handle the kind of pressure that she get, you know, especially her, who's the probably the Olympic athlete in all of the Olympic sports that's going to have the most attention on her because she's been the best at, at her sport. Um, and so there was this pressure thing and she just wasn't right. She just wasn't maybe able to handle it right then or something. And then it was the twisties thing, which is from what I understand, like, you know, you, you like, it's like a thing that messes your mind up that you don't know where your feet are when you're flipping around or where you're going to land or and something. And as many spins and flips as these chicks do, yeah, I mean, dude, that, that seems a little dangerous to yeah. me. If I don't know the difference between my head and my feet, I'm not leaving the ground for sure. <laughs> so um, if that's the... <laughs> I'm so hard, my neck twinged oh, again. Oh, man, that's, that's my greatest accomplishment in comedy is making someone get hurt from laughing. Um <laughs> <laughs> so if if <laughs> that, that I was confused. I was just confused because I didn't know whether it was one of those things was, was the actual thing or if it was a combination of all of those things. I didn't understand that. Apparently she did a press conference and talked about the mental health thing and I don't know how if she's like referring to that when she talks about having the twisties, which I wish there was no. a different name for it. <laughs> no, I know it's not that's not it. So it's, it's to, totally different it's things. Totally, so, two totally different so I'm, things. So I'm definitely confused about it then because I didn't know. And then I, I guess she – I don't know if she felt – and then there was – people were saying like she – somebody said, I think she said at some point that she was only there to – she wasn't even going to go, but she was only there to kind of like draw attention or bring attention to the whole uh, gymnastics, sexual misconduct from the coaches and she had said something about that. I believe she said something. I I do remember her saying something about that, how, but I don't know that it wasn't that she was not going to go to there. I know she did say, uh, that it's not, she doesn't feel like she's doing it for herself anymore. She feels like she's doing it for all this whole country and everybody that puts the pressure on her. So she doesn't, she's not having fun doing her favorite thing to do anymore. So, so I'll tell you what I think. Cause I've gone back and forth, right? Like for me, I'm a, if it's a mental thing, like if you want to be the greatest and if you're going to have a commercial where you're holding the rope of a goat, like, like, I mean, at that point in time, it's like, all right, well, if you're going to be, you know, going on commercials, calling yourself the goat, basically, oh, I gotcha. yeah. then, then your mental game better be ready to, to back that up. Well, she okay? doesn't have to call herself the goat. Everybody does. Well, that's fine. I know. Well, my point is, if is is if you're pushing it out there, though, you're 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 acknowledging it by standing. I'm not. I'm not. Hold on now. Don't don't not, don't, not, don't get upset I'm with not me yet. With yeah. So I I go from there to yeah, dude. This chick has more pressure on her than and I we as a as a, a big fat guy sitting behind a microphone. I have no idea what that is. Like I like pressure in a in a men's beer league softball is bad enough for me. I'm pretty sure I've made more final outs of softball games. <laughs> Two outs, bottom of the seventh. I'm up. You might as well just start shaking hands. It's it's almost automatic. I can go five for five in the game, but if that's my sixth at bat, might as well just shake hands. It's over. So especially if goofs goofs umpire, and then it's definitely <laughs> oh goof. Come on, man. You know what my you know what my specialty in softball is. Real quick. 
My specialty in softball is popping out to the first baseman. <laughs> yeah, you got right. that one down, bud. You do got that one down. <laughs> last three times I played, which is like over the course of the last three or four years, but the last three times I played, I popped out to the first baseman. <laughs> I'm a right-handed hitter, by the way. Yes. Couldn't get around on that four-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, um, so so I couldn't imagine the pressure that's put on you from you know basically the nation. Right. That's impressive to me. But I also feel like when like she is so good. But then I hear this twisties thing and then I hear what it is. And all these gymnasts are like, man, you have no idea when you get this. It is scary when you're in the air and she does more spins and flips than anybody else does in the air. And it's also all, a type of pretzel, but anyway. It is. That's very true. One of my favorite types of pretzels, especially yeah. like the butter ones, like yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. that are like buttery with uh, with just the right amount of salt. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know who makes those. So if it's some, Snyder's it, or it, on one hand, twisties are excellent. On the other hand, not so good. Goof said he saw me hit more game winners than not. I don't know what games he's watching. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I, what, I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I can understand just by listening to these other gymnasts talk. Like if you, it, it's almost like a vertigo thing. Kind of is is the way I the way I understand it, and it can be there for a couple days. You could have it for months. It could. You, it's 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 about going back to the fundamentals basically, and kind of slowly working yourself back in. And that's why she did the uh, balance beam as her one thing she went to because it's way less jumping and flipping and spinning. Right? It's only a couple back flips here and there. The weirdest, the weirdest event in gymnastics, in my opinion. Go ahead. Really? The balance beam is? Balance beam, because if I'm thinking of the right thing, because most of it is, maybe it's maybe it's one of the floor routines. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Oh, but the, just the, doing like, just like moving your hands around and like. Okay. Just, okay. Let me, I'll tell you thing. what. Like, hey, I know. So, uh, so uh, a that? friend of the podcast, Mike Little, friend of the podcast. Of course. His wife owns a gym. She's a gymnastics teacher, owns a gym. I, I feel like we should have can, her on for this. I, 100%. I, probably, I feel like next week I'm going to have her call in and she's, come, she, or, um, she's coming to talk about this. Love it. Uh, so we'll get Corey on. But I'm going to tell you right now, she's got a balance beam at the gym. I'll get us in there one night, one afternoon. We'll go in. It'll just be us. We can go in and you can stand on a balance beam. And just try to move your hands around like that. Just give it one try without falling off of that oh, thing. Oh, yeah, me, of course. <laughs> I can't balance standing on flat ground. I, I, of course, I'm not going to be able to do a balance beam. I mean, but these girls train 23 and a half hours a day uh, their whole lives. But anyway, the balance beam is just, I don't know if it's the balance beam or one of the floor things where they're just like, it's almost like they're just dancing or something. I, I don't. I'm like, I don't understand where you're scoring points here or what you're doing. No, it's, it's you know, they, it's a little few little things. You know, they throw their leg out there. And now you're standing on one foot, you know, and you got to do some little stuff before you do the crazy. Then then they do like a full backflip. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. And land on that little tiny thing. I mean, it's only like three inches wide or something. Mm -hmm. So, So, but it's way less twisty. So I can understand why she came back for that. So my final say on the Simone Biles thing is that she's still one of the greatest athletes to ever live. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, it's got to be hard not to at least have it go through your mind. And if it does, you're not a, 
uh, you're not a jerk or anything, but you think about the 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 Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, the mindset that they had lived like, for it. They lived, lived for those lived moments, for the pressure and and all that kind of stuff. And and they were that was the thing. Like the mental toughness part of it was their biggest thing, really. And so you want to see that from everybody else who's considered the greatest ever. It doesn't work that way for everybody, though. So, and it's, I get it. You're in front of the entire world, and I totally understand where the pressure. I can't handle. I can't handle playing softball because I'm so bad. <laughs> so when you call me to sub for softball, I'm like, ah, you know, I just can't. I just, I don't. I, I, I still get nervous before I go play basketball games. I'm 40 years old almost, and I played <laughs> six million basketball games in my life. I still get nervous because I'm, I. There's pressure, and I, I I turn the ball over eight times in the last two minutes because I can't handle the pressure. So I totally get being on that stage, feeling that kind of pressure. And if there's some sort of equilibrium thing in your in your brain that is causing you causing it to be dangerous for you to leave your feet, then don't do it. And if it you know if you're if you're okay with that though, and you can figure out the mental stuff, then come back and do it and everything. But yeah, I, so. I'm, so here's my next question, because Michael Phelps is all about the the mental health, right? That's his big thing, because he struggled with a lot of that over his the pressure that was put on him because of how unbelievable he was. So here's my next question for you, and this is a question I think gets brought up a lot, um, is do you think that nowadays – do you think that we'll ever, maybe not nowadays, do you think we'll ever again see anyone? No, I shouldn't say that. Uh, yes, I think we will see someone. Okay, so that's a good thing. So I guess my question is, I'm trying to trying to say this without sounding completely mean, because I don't want to be mean, but the, the point I'm trying to make is with all of the, the people talking about it, you know, Kevin Love, Michael Phelps, Simone Biles, all this stuff coming out, is it softening people that might is it people that might be working hard to get that mental toughness is it softening them a little bit do you think the 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 younger generation of people coming up now are they are they not as tough or are they not brought up having to get that toughness so will the will do you think there's going to be less mentally tough people that are unbelievable at sports that this is going to continue to happen or is it just there's a few people that this is – it's just some people are going to have it, and now it's just out in the open. That It's, it's a, a question. It's a great question, and it's one that I don't know how to answer because I don't know. The, 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 trying to figure that out, the you know, the line, where the line is between mental toughness and, and you know, paying attention and, and taking care of yourself mentally – uh, and allowing yourself to feel the pressure and not, you know, not be able to handle it all the time. Uh, look, very few people are able to compete at a level like that on that stage and, and, you know, in front of the whole world and do that. But that's, you know, those people are usually weeded out before we see them. Sure. And, but it, it's, it's not even just then it's everybody has pressure in their lives. I mean, we all do. And it's just in a different way and a different for different reasons. Um, And it's really hard to figure out where the line is between, am I being too soft? Do I just need to toughen up mentally? Do I need to 
figure out what I need to do to motivate myself to, to, you know, you, you can follow all kinds of great things on social media and, and read all these great books about motivational stuff. And I, and I love that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, teaching mental toughness and teaching, um, you know, uh, overcoming adversity and that you needed, you need to experience discomfort and, and failure to grow and, and be stronger as a person and be a better person and learn and learn things. And at the same time, people also say, but there's difficult things and you have to allow yourself the space to, you know, ha have hard days and, and, and back away from things when you need to and give yourself a break and give other people a break and, and you know, when they need it. And it's, that's a really hard thing to figure out when is the right time to push through and deal with it and be tough about it and when to back off because, you know, it's, I, I got, we got to take care of ourselves mentally. There's no question about it. Yeah. It's just so hard to figure out where's that line where it is. is. And, and Joanne Schmidt made a good point on the, on the, on the comments here is, is so we talked about it for a second earlier is uh, apparently, so she was part of that Nasser was it Larry Nasser is that 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 okay. creepy guy's name yeah, uh she was part of the sexual abuse mm -hmm. uh thing so there that is i mean once you have something like that in you that's happened then yeah then the mental part is is the <laughs> to to be mentally tough is going to be almost i don't want to say impossible but it's going to be even harder because it happened to be in the sport that you're playing mm -hmm. so i don't know I don't know. I don't. I. 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 Like I said, after all said and done, I still stay that she's still on my Mount Rushmore of athletes by far. The woman is the things that girl can do in the air is incredible. She's had a, an all-time career before these Olympics. Exactly. So it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> these yeah. Olympics don't really. Nope. Nope. Tarnish I, anything. Unfortunately, for her. that's how it's going to be remembered and talked about here for a while. But she she said before she retires, I think she said she's going to do the next. I don't know if it's World Games or something like that. I was just going like to ask that. you that. How old is she? And I'm not sure how old she is. Twenty, early twenties, maybe. Or, but yeah, it's definitely early twenties. But I'm not sure. Um, I, I did. I do think I heard someone say that she's not going to do the next Olympics, but she's not retiring after the Olympics. She's planning on doing the next World Games as well, I believe, which is next year or two i don't i'm not sure but i think i saw something about that so good for her on that but um yeah so so a lot of comments today we got a lot of comments going in here and i'm trying to go back and forth with them so we can keep going but um yeah so so just to get back to the point of the weirdest uh gymnastics event is without a doubt the floor dancing where they've got like a they've got the ribbon the ribbon dancing <laughs> yeah, yeah the ribbon yeah that by far is the weirdest thing that is done uh, like that is the only gymnastics event I don't watch at all could care less that's the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life put your your I mean it's it's a little child's toy is all it is it's a <laughs> it's a baton with a with a streamer on the end of it put that away go do the crazy silly insane flips normal without something in your hand that's what i'm here for i can't watch that and i haven't seen any of it this olympics but i can't watch that without thinking about when will ferrell did that in old school rhythmic gymnastics <laughs> thank you brad ellis thank you rhythmic gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> oh my gosh so 
I don't uh, have any rhythm, so I, I would have no business in that. I feel like that's the only gymnastics that I'd be able to compete in. Oh, I would still not not place in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but it, they don't do nearly as many flips, and they just spin that thing really fast. Dude, my neck is hurting so bad right now. <laughs> I can't turn around. I can't keep going back, looking down. Ah, I feel bad for you. Uh, so, anyway, so after the gymnastics, the thing that we want to talk about next, which is something that was just brought up here in the comments last, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. And we'll probably lose some, some viewership. As soon as we talk about the NBA, it happens every time we, we start losing people. We're going to go to the NBA. Adam, I got a question for you before we get to Russell Westbrook and what the Lakers are doing with uh, all six people on their roster right now, <laughs> including Russell Westbrook and Car Carmelo Anthony. Um, before we get to that in the ring chasing with the veterans, my question for you, legal tampering, illegal, not legal tampering, that whole, how that whole thing works. How can you have a, uh, before that period starts, right, um, not allowed talking with anybody. And when at the exact, say, six o'clock hour, it was either four or six, I can't remember. Within two minutes, Lonzo Ball is a bull. And he signs like a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. I feel like those contracts, you know, they're not like standard. There's a lot of a lot of minutia put into those things. It's amazing oh they could God. get that thing uh, talked out, figured out in two minutes to give because they weren't allowed to talk before that. Why does the NBA even act like there's a tampering time or not? Why do they even do that? They might as well forget about those tampering rules or whatever. There have been some fines levied for the most ridiculous things. When Draymond Green a couple of years ago was on TNT after the, I think it might have been in the when they went to the bubble because the Warriors didn't make it there, and he was on with the TNT guys, and they were talking about, yeah, it was then because Devin Booker was playing lights out in the bubble and the Suns were great. Um, and he was and Draymond Green said, which is funny now because they were just in the finals, but Draymond Green was saying, Devin Booker, they got Devin Booker's got to get out of Phoenix and get on a good team. Uh-huh. And uh and he got fined. He got fined for that. But and I'm like, <laughs> so he plays for another team that <laughs> you just can't bring any guy from another team on TV to talk about basketball? That doesn't make any sense. So anyway, that and a couple other things have happened like that. It's so weird, and we know obviously that guys talk. All the time, LeBron James talks to all the best players in the league every day, it seems yep. like, about yeah. when are we going to play together or whatever. Um, I don't know. The tampering thing is weird. It's it's one of those – it's another one of those things that, you know, it seems like something that maybe he's got Roger Goodell uh, making decisions on or something like that because sometimes it's they're, they're sending out fines for weird nothing things, and then sometimes you're like – I, this does this doesn't make any sense. How can this, like you just said, stuff develops so quickly? And it's like, ugh, come on, this has been in the works for a while. Yeah, they've. I mean, you have to have these conversations. You don't just all less than two minutes into the legal time to be able to talk to be able to start to talk to somebody. Less than two minutes. They've already agreed on a number? Really? It, that it happens, fast? It happens every year. So there's a loophole that, that you can get around that. Um, so, But, yeah, you're right. There's These deals are known about well ahead of time. And it just, for whatever reason, I don't – I agree with you. I don't understand what tampering even means anymore because everything's tampering or nothing is. 
So anyway, I, I it's funny you mentioned Lonzo Ball. I could get in. I'm so excited that the Bulls are making some moves. I I like that one and some other things that they're doing. There have been so many guys. I love. I get to be honest. I get tired of the ESPN alerts that come through on my phone because yes, I get yes. the because I got one today like. Tom, somebody gave Tom named a sandwich after Tom Brady or something like that. I'm like, I have gone through my alerts on the ESPN app so many times and tried to get rid of all the garbage that would come up like that, so that I don't get things like that. And I'm, I got somebody named an avocado sandwich after him or something like that. Why am I getting an alert from ESPN about that? But I am loving every time I see another name signed with somebody new. Yep. I love. I mean, the NBA offseason, I say it every year, is the by far the best one to me. Guys move around so much, and it's it's you know I I prefer to see stars stay with the same team their whole career. I love that. But it's also fun to see teams change so much it's because it gets you something to be excited about for the next year to see something different. So t- speaking of teams changing so much. When, when LeBron was in Cleveland, there was a span there at the end where he had, I mean, outside of Kevin Love, he had a different team like four straight years. Yeah. And he finally got his chip with, with one of them. But this is starting to happen now with the Lakers too. I mean, he came in and then Ball's gone and, and Ingram's gone and, you know, all these young guys they had are gone. They bring some people in. And this year, so we get into this year, last year in the bubble, they win their they win the championship in the bubble with that new team. This year, it was relatively the same team, kind of. They, 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 they didn't do too, too crazy much. But now, like you said, before they signed Carmelo Anthony, they had five players on the roster. Yeah. So – my, I, it, it, how do you feel about what do you? Uh, once again, I should have a question ready, but I, I don't know how to word it. So I'm going to ask you a different question. I don't. I, I'm totally fine with it. I enjoy the fact that LeBron James is so good that it. He just, all right, give me eight new dudes and we're going to make it to the playoffs. We're going to make a run. I'm just that good. So it don't matter what's going to happen. Like, well, give me anybody. We're going to make a run. That's not true. I get to pick who we get, and we're making a – Rob Palenka, you need to make a deal for Russell Westbrook right now. <laughs> give the give away the whole – give away everybody. Just get rid of everybody and bring him in, and then we'll figure something out. I'll talk to all my boys, and we'll get them to sign minimum contracts. They'll be fine because we'll get, win a ring. I'll get the vets. They don't need a lot of minutes. They know they're going to get a ring. It'll be okay. Carme- look at Carmelo last year. I know, yeah, he's a ball hog. Guess what? Last year – he ended that whole thing with Portland. He became a spot-up shooter. It was good. What do we need? What do we need? We need a guy that can spread the floor for me so I can get to the paint, give me somebody to kick it to so I can get to the paint. Boom. Now they got Carmelo Anthony, and Carmelo is going to do one thing and one thing only. He's going to stand in the corner, and he's going to shoot threes. And he'll probably play 20 minutes a game. Maybe. Maybe. But this is what's going to happen. You're going to start seeing it's like the Richard Jeffersons and the – uh, uh, Channing, Fry. Channing fries and, and, and guys like that. You're going to start seeing the veterans come. Yep. Mike Miller. You're going to see the veterans come who, who haven't got a ring yet and want to play on a team that they know they've got a chance and that they know if you're a veteran in the NBA, you're there for a reason. You work hard. If you don't work, you could be the best athlete in the NBA and just made it there on talent and if you're not working hard, you ain't going to stay in the NBA. It's just not how it works. Correct. 
I mean, the best. There's some some of the best athletes ever in college. Don't make it in the NBA because they don't work hard enough and they get that money and it's over. So, so if you're a veteran, LeBron knows you're going to work. He's going to do his thing, and there you go. I, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see who the next veteran to go is. It's they they've actually signed a bunch of guys now, um, but the 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 big theme now is they're going to be too old. A lot of people are saying they're they're going to be too old to win a championship. Now. What? How, that, how old was that team? That team that he won in Cleveland with was pretty old. You got Russell yeah. Westbrook, who it doesn't matter how old he is. He is faster and can play more minutes and is better than anybody else you're going to have. He's a very you got, young 32. He's a young 32. You got Anthony Davis, who, I mean, it's he's young. He's Anthony Davis. And then you've got LeBron. Okay, LeBron's old. Yep, Carmelo's old. I'll give you that. All right. Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul's playing with him. Resigned. Yep. Uh, he, who's? 36. I didn't know he was gonna. I thought he was done. I thought him and uh, Caruso were both gone. Uh, no, no. Mark resigned. Caruso is gone. Uh, speaking of people who are retiring from the Olympics, shout out to Pau Gasol who just played yep, his last basketball it. game, and um, Luis Scola as well for Argentina. Anyway, um, Trevor Ariza they signed. Who really you know, that, the old three and D guy who's not been as good the last couple of years, but he's thirty six. Um, resigned, brought Dwight Howard back, who's thirty five. Wayne Ellington, thirty three. Kent Bazemore, thirty two. And you got Russ, who's thirty two. Anthony Davis is twenty eight. They did sign a couple guys who I, I think will be pretty interesting and, and good signings. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, who's a young guy who's twenty six. Malik Monk, who's twenty three. And then they still have. Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, who's only 20. I'm telling so. you right now, I'm telling you right now, it don't matter the age. They'll just play less minutes. But when they're in, they're going to play good minutes. They're smart basketball. Those old dudes are smart. They're still in the NBA for a reason because they know how to move without moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they can guard, if they can figure out how to guard with those guys, you might have to mix in a Malik Monk and a, and a Taylor Horton Tucker with you know, with those guys, you have Anthony Davis in the paint, who's you know should be one of the best defensive players every year in the league. Um, but and, and then if you can use another one of those guys, usually on the floor, one of those younger guys to guard a perimeter player, um, and you know, the Wayne Ellingtons, the Baysmores, the Trevor Reeses, if those guys can can guard, knock down the the corner threes that you know you're going to get from the from LeBron driving in or Russell Westbrook driving in and kicking out and making three passes around the perimeter yep. to get that wide open guy if if those guys knock those shots down they should be certainly in the mix to win a championship if if Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and James Harden can stay healthy are they still the best team in the league no matter what is there anybody as good as them are the Nets still the best team? What did I say? Uh, I, I I was just yeah the Nets. Well, that's sure yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Um, yeah, most talented, probably, probably. I was going to ask you that if you think they have a better roster or if the Lakers do. Oh, I, just by putting those three together, you have three of the top six or seven players in the entire NBA on one team. So, but you so you take you take James Harden, Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving over LeBron, Russ, and AD. Mm. If we're just talking three, three here's the deal. Here's the deal. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA. Like, like okay. if Kevin Durant didn't play with LeBron behind Giannis, you mean? 
if Kevin Durant didn't play in the same general, maybe I should say his generation, right? The generational player of Kevin Durant. If he didn't play in the same time frame as LeBron, he would be one of the greatest basketball players. We'd be talking about him with as one of the greats. His stat line is already. No, no, I agree. But he plays with LeBron, so it's not 100% him, right? I'm telling you, it would be the way they talk about LeBron. He would be the LeBron. He would be that if there was no LeBron. So Giannis, he is not behind Giannis. I'm going to tell you that right now. Giannis is a fantastic basketball player. He is not behind Giannis. I'm going to talk about that that in a second. Yes. So anyway, um, so so because – Harden is such an efficient, not efficient, because he's such a prolific scorer. In Ky- I, yeah, I, yeah, I would take those three over, over AD Russell and and LeBron. I would. It's hard for me to say, because I would take LeBron and just about anybody. If you just went with two, just give me two, I'd probably take LeBron and AD. But over, uh, over any of the other combination yeah. too. Okay. All right. That's it. I, that's a really hard decision to make because both. Yeah. I mean, those, those are three of the three, best three yeah. ever. Um, I'm just really excited to see how Russell Westbrook played. He's so excited, so excited. He, I mean, he's home. I, I, he gets, yeah. He's home now. He's home. He gets to play for like the, the the best or second best NBA franchise ever, and gets to play with one of the best players ever and two of the best players in the league now. Yep. And you know, he, he's play. He's gonna play with. Three or four other Hall of Famers yep. on that team, and uh, it's it's he's going to have a much better chance to win a championship there than he has. Although he played in the finals with the Thunder that one year, but yep. either way, um, I'm excited to get to see him play with those guys and could, see how it works. It might not imagine? work out. It I, might I, not work I, out. No chance but, it doesn't work out because Russell Westbrook has been dying to just have a, just a touch of pressure taken off of him. He does Russell can handle as much pressure as you want to give him, but he need the thing that held him back was he needed to get a little bit of that pressure off of him. If it was the last second and uh, you know, if it's coming down last shot, he felt like he had to do a little extra to do something. And usually it looked awkward when he would get into those situations. Now, he can run the point and he has options galore. He is going to lead the league in assists. And he has several times now. But do you think – I mean, LeBron dominates the ball and starts the offense most of the time I, when I he's don't, in. I, yeah, when he, yeah, but I, I don't think it'll be that way. Remember when, when, Ky, when it was him and Kyrie, Kyrie? When Kyrie was in with him, Kyrie Irving was the one who not dominated the ball but still brought the ball up the most. Yeah. LeBron would would feed off onto the side when 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 he played with Kyrie Irving, but outside of that Kyrie year, or, I mean, really only got one full year with him, really maybe a year and a half. But outside of that, yeah, LeBron has dominated it because they, he's the point guards that are usually with him. They're good point guards, but he's better. I yeah. don't know that he's a better point guard than Russell Westbrook. So you think they'll space the floor with those two? Maybe yes. have AD like in short corner or whatever, and then have. I guess either one of Russ attack, try to attack the basket, yep. and have LeBron slash or something like that. You'll have because LeBron's you, not going to be a spot up shooter. No, but you might see some pick and rolls. LeBron, like LeBron, LeBron and and Westbrook on a pick and roll. 
I think that would I, I think that could be as fun to watch as AD and LeBron on a pick and roll. You bring you bring LeBron start LeBron down on a block, bring him up to set that screen. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. And then he's got the option of Mello in the corner. He's got uh, there's so much. Or you, when you when Russ comes up, you don't need necessarily to put LeBron in a corner. Just let LeBron play uh, up off the up off the elbow, and you know it. He doesn't. Russ doesn't have to take it every time. They mm-hmm. can go back. You know, I don't. I don't know. I do think it's going to be fun though. I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, I. I in those situations, I agree. You're probably going to have a lot of pick and rolls with those guys, but teams are going to force them to shoot from the outside, though, because neither one of those guys are great outside shooters. So they're going to force them. To, they're just going to try to take away neither one anything of what guys. going. Neither to one of what guys are great outside shooters. Russ and LeBron. Russ is definitely not a great outside shooter, and that's one thing he's not going to have to do. But LeBron has consistently gotten better at shooting from the outside every single year. He is. He has consistently become a bit much better three-point shooter. But he is much better when he's going to the basket on pick and rolls than Absolutely. picking and popping. So I think teams will, will definitely try to make them do that. But the thing is, you also have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, who's going to be sitting down on the other block. Or you'll have... Or even if you don't, you you got Anthony Davis, who's probably the best three point shooter of the three of those guys. Oh, maybe. without a doubt, there's no doubt there. Yeah, I I'd take Anthony Davis shooting that ball over all the overall three, unless it's clutch three. Then I'm taking LeBron. If it's last set, last quarter, I'm LeBron's taking my shots every single time. Yeah, but get something going to the rim because that's the thing with those three guys, especially with with the two slashers, you should be able to get a lot Think- of stuff mid if it's mid range fine i mean you're not don't shoot the ball with your heels on the line or anything like that but LeBru- russ loves that going 1000 miles an hour and pull up for that surprise 15 footer from the cor- from yep. the elbows yeah if he can get that consistently and make that consistently and then when guys start guarding him dump it down to ad kick it out swing it around lebron's now got it to to yep. you know get an open shot mid range or whatever Think about how tired LeBron gets now being an old man, going to the basket consistently, getting beat up. I mean, it's just, he's as strong as a horse, but just getting beat up. He doesn't have to do that every single time. They've got another guy on the team now that can penetrate as hard as, Le- as LeBron does. There's Those are the two best with the ball in their hand going into the paint. There is, there, there's no one that can stop either one of those two. Once they get moving, you can't stop Russ because he's too fast and strong, and you can't stop LeBron because he's just too big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Actually, I take that back. I take that back. Giannis is Giannis is, is definitely there with those guys on that. The, Giannis is there. Sorry. Going to the rim, yes. Going to the rim. He That's just what won I'm a championship yes. on one move. <laughs> yes. No, just, Chris um, Middleton should have got the, uh, by the way, should have got the finals MVP. No way. Uh, had a great, great finals, though. Great finals. And then went right out and played. How about Chris Middleton, Drew Devin Holiday, Booker. and Devin Booker? Going straight to Japan, playing in the playing in the Olympics. And they needed them because China, they could. No, they're in Japan. Is it Japan? Yeah. Where are they? Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking Beijing. <laughs> that was years ago. That was years that was ago. Years ago. <laughs> like eight, nine years ago. No, but, uh, yeah, flew straight out to Japan, did their thing, and now that team is re- not really good, but they're they're way better. They're not getting beat by Nigeria. That's for darn sure. They play Australia at like one fifteen in the morning, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess I might as well stay up. Yeah. I just won't go to bed. I'll just go right to work from after the game. Might as well. No. 
not happening. I actually have not seen the U.S. team play yet. I watched yesterday a little bit. They were replaying the Spain game. I saw a few. I did see a few yeah. minutes of that actually. Yes, Rubio is a man. That dude is a beast. You know who is the best? My the the surprise of the Olympics. Not the surprise. I shouldn't say that. The team that's the surprise is Slovenia, right? They've got one guy on their team, and the rest of these dudes look like me and you. It looks like, it looks like, um, what's his name? Help L- me, out. Luca. Luca looks like Luca Doncic is playing with a whole bunch of Adam Schmitz and Chris Witts. That's what it looks like out there. And congratulations to him. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Those dudes. Yeah, he's playing with a couple studs. But this dude is in his prime. Luca might be. Oh man, see, Luca's Luca might be my next favorite player in the NBA. Yeah, he's gonna win at least one MVP, and it's probably gonna be in the next year or two. Yeah, and he he probably deserves to win three or four. He's gonna deserve to win three or four. The guy's unbelievable. But I'm excited if they win and the United States win, it, we get to see this rowdy bunch of Slovenians and Luca play against the United States, and I'm really interested to see how that's gonna go because. I feel like United States should dominate that team. But they are winning every game they play. Obviously, because they're in the quarterfinals. Semifinals. They, they did They did lose one. Oh, are you talking about USA or Slovenia? Slovenia. Slovenia, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, it's still, I mean, even with the addition of those guys that came after the finals, it's still weird to see that they're not, uh, they've dominated a couple of games, but. There have been some games. That, I mean, they lost one game in the Olympics, like the, one of the first games they played, right? Know, in the, might have, yeah. In the I'm seeding not sure. round or whatever Probably, it was. Yeah. Um, it's just weird to see them, you know. I, I I think I – was it that – one of the games they were replaying and I watched a few minutes of it and it was early in the game and they were down like nine or something. And I turned it on and Team USA was down nine or it was like 21-12 or something like that. I was like – this is so weird because I, I, since all this has come up, a lot of videos have popped up like on YouTube and become more popular of the Dream Team, the 92 uh, Dream Team. Yep, yep. It's my favorite basketball team of all time. And so I watched a, a full game a few days ago, and I'm, I'm like kind of like watching a few minutes here and there of other games, and those teams won like yeah, but you got 150 to But you got to remember, that was the greatest players in the NBA all playing on, the, on that one team. Yeah. It was also – a world that was not caught up to the to the United States when it came to the NBA. The world has caught up. Maybe not all the way, but they have made gigantic strides since then, for sure. So yeah, I I, I mean you can't I can't you can't compare those two. Now I like looking you know what games are fun to watch, those old Vince Carter games, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady in the Olympics in Uh-oh. like uh two early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Ooh boy. <laughs> Vince Carter has a dunk on some, I don't know, the Russian German. Is it French? Oh, yeah. my God. He literally jumped He's over this, like, 6'9", six, 6'10 six, guy. Just, oh, he was 7'2". He was 7'2". He put his nads right in his face. Yeah. Jumped over him. He jumped over him. He jumped over him. Yeah. They grazed, I should say they grazed his forehead. something, I think. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, anyway, yeah, it's it's a – yeah. I don't know, man. That the, Back to the Olympics. So – I guess that is that all is that all we got sports related today? You I got think anything so. Else? Yeah, no, I mean we we briefly mentioned Giannis. Um, congratulations that the Bucks won the championship while we were out, and um, the big thing there is you know we we were just talking about these teams and you know especially the Lakers now putting the 
superstars together, two or three guys. Giannis did it with – I mean, Chris Middleton's been an all-star. You don't certainly don't think of him as a superstar. Um, and so he, he won – Giannis was the star on that team, and they won it with that guy who last offseason decided to sign that big contract to stay in Milwaukee because he wanted to you know, extend his time there and see if they can win a championship. And they figured it out, and they brought, I think, you know, bringing in Drew Holiday was a big deal. And they just they played great defense. Certainly the injuries to other teams, the Lakers not making it because LeBron missed so much time and AD missed so much time not making it to the playoffs, and then the Nets uh, having a couple of their guys hurt here and there and, and not being able to play together most of the season. I mean, I, maybe it, maybe you put an asterisk or something on this one. I don't know, but it was cool to see a guy that's, that signed long-term with a small market team who was the only guy, the only star there, and commit to that team and then get rewarded pretty much right away yeah free nu- free nuggets from chick-fil-a for life i mean that you that's they don't get any better than i that. thought they didn't do that i thought somebody said like the, they missed their big opportunity or whatever he because he went to the drive-thru and they he put it on instagram and stuff and they didn't say anything about it or whatever did uh, he get them i thought so because i thought he okay. went somewhere and he was handing out free nuggets. he got like 150 nuggets or something ridiculous oh I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Oh, I thought I thought he got it. He ordered a fifty-piece nugget because that's what he that's what he scored in that last oh, game. He scored fifty. Oh, fifty. Maybe that's yeah, what yeah. that was. I thought he was getting enough free Chick Fil A for life, or I thought it had something to do with free Chick Fil A for life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But man, I'm going to tell you that is something. It is cool. It's it's it goes to show a lot of these guys. Hopefully, and if you stay with that same team, you can make so much more money when you become super max eligible if you've been with the same team so your money goes from like say you do you do 10 years with the same team and you come up your super max is going to be like if you're an all nba like Giannis, whatever your super max is going to be like five years 250 million dollars whereas if you're jimmy butler or kevin durant or something and you come up with your super map up to your next contract your super max is only going to be five years 150 that's a hundred million dollars, man. That's a yeah. that's a big chunk of change to stay in the same place, and now you can figure out that it works. Yeah, they definitely incentivize you to stay, um, but you know, there <laughs> that's so much money either way. Guys are guys want to win championships still, which is a good thing. Um, but it's it's just fun to watch us. Number one, a small market team. Yeah, um, I was I, that's why I was so excited about the Bucks becoming good for the last few years and. And to do it with one star in this era where they're everybody's teaming up to make super teams and stuff, it's just fun. It's just fun to get one of those. Next year, we'll probably have a super team win it. The Absolutely. Nets, the Lakers, whoever it is, yeah. probably going to win. Do the Bulls have a chance? Bulls have no chance <laughs> to win a championship. Uh, they just, DeRozan? Yeah, they, DeMar they, they, DeRozan. Sent, they sent two pretty decent players and like three draft picks for DeMar DeRozan. I like DeMar DeRozan. Not a good trade for them, I don't think, but – um, but it's going to be, I mean, I don't know. I think the Bulls are going to be, because I, I, I forgot that they traded for uh, Vucevic yep. um, last year. So uh, him and Lonzo Ball um, and, and with Is Markkanen gone? Is Mark, was Markkanen part of that deal? So Markkanen's out Markkanen's of there? Thank gone. God. I like yeah. that guy a lot. I, I can't wait for him to get out of Chicago and go <laughs> somewhere good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Louis. Uh, 
anyway, but anyway yeah. yeah so before so we've got the mount rushmore uh of workouts and uh before we get to the mount rushmore of workouts uh goof has asked us multiple times on here uh, to to talk about carson wentz so carson wentz broke his foot out five to twelve weeks poor colts they can't catch a break all right football's done <laughs> done with the nfl until I'd, we get our until we get andre on here i'll tell you when when a team has a team-wide brawl and your quarterback ends up on the bottom of the pile and he's not the one that gets hurt somebody else gets hurt <laughs> that's tough yeah, that's real tough for the Colts. Um, you would think that the Giants would have problems with guys getting hurt because they're fighting each other. But did you um, see that they had to run sprints? <laughs> I had to good. run sprints. You know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. You I heard the I heard the coach. Sprints. I can't remember his name because I don't know NFL coaches. But I, like, got really mad and addressed the team and like really dressed them down and and was mad about it and made them know that he will not accept that kind of stuff. I love that because I feel like everybody's like, well, no, it's just competitive. It's just everybody being so competitive. That's great. I love it. No, no. Don't let your team fight each other. That's stupid. I totally, it happens almost every year, too, for some reason. Absolutely. Well, most of the time it's in these uh, exhibition uh, – they're not even exhibition games. They're, they're team practices where they bring another team into pre- – it's like a controlled – practice game against another team that's where all these fights break out but man. but a lot of times there's no referees or anything like yeah. that a lot of times the a receiver and a, and a db or something will get into it on the same team too it's a, i don't know it's gonna happen i know but for a whole team to, to it's brawl. totally cool to have i'm totally in for competition especially on the same team you it, it's if you are in a competitive position against you're a you're a fantastic cornerback and you've got a fantastic wide receiver on the other side of you that's on your same team and you get to practice against him every week you the competitive nature for you is to want to be the best in that matchup totally good with that and talking back and forth go ahead i got no problem with a little jab i know you don't like it i got no problem with that but when it comes to that's that's still your teammate right in the end of the day it's still your teammate build your teammates up that's that your job is to build your teammates absolutely you don't yeah you don't cause problems because you're trying to be better than the teammate. You just, especially when you're not going for the same position, you're on the same team, totally different position. But you're making and each other better at make, the same time. You're making each other. You're making each other better by being the being a really good player going against your guy. But you're not making him better by trash talking him and trying to embarrass him. That's, I don't know. Anyway, that's why Adam played one year of football. I played zero years of football. You did? Was Joey the one that played football? He played one year. Joey football. played one year of football. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So anyway, that's the NFL talk that I, that we've got. That went that went way longer than I expected it to go. Yeah, it did. All right. So um, you're so, welcome. Everyone. You're welcome. Yes. So here you go, Adam Schmidt. I'm going to ask you right now because we've got two segments left in this podcast. It's my two favorite segments: the Mount Rushmore segment and the comedy special that we watched. The comedy special was Roy Scovel. Uh, Live in the moment, live in the moment, one of those two. And but before that, let's go with the Mount Rushmore. I chose the Mount Rushmore of workouts. Yes, sir. All right, so workout routines, workout, uh, what do you call it? Whatever they are, uh, exercises, I think is what I said. Exercises. Exercises. All right, so Adam Schmidt, I'm gonna let you go first, brother. What is your Mount Rushmore of exercises? Because last week I had to do 100 push ups on the air, and that sucked. So push-ups are definitely three not weeks on ago. My... As a matter of fact, what I say last week, yeah, I definitely did not do <laughs> last this, podcast. This, last right. podcast. That's what I meant to say. Um, 
and you handled them with ease, it seemed like. Except I mean, for the easy. fact that I was incredibly out of breath and sore for the first five days of my vacation. <laughs> was, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would I would have been the same. Um, I, As far as exercises go, I'm not a person that gets like that. I, I feel good after I'm finished exercising or working out. I do not like to lift weights. I do not like to... I don't like to work out or exercise. Oh, not at all. Me neither. But um, so my exercises that I like the most are very simple ones. Yes. It's I've got push-ups. Oh, I hate push-ups. I, I, I kind of like push-ups. I don't mind them. Um, and I, I feel like it, it works a lot of muscle groups. and it's Every one of, single muscle group. You do 100 push-ups, it's like a full-body workout. Exactly. And uh, I, just, I feel like it's a good, good all-around uh, exercise. Um, squats. Well, look a, at you. A, a good, yeah. a good solid. Now, now a lot of people do squats with poor, uh, technique. Sure. And if you do them right, that, I mean, you, you, if you do a lot of them, it hurts and it's tough. Or if you hold weights, heavy weights or something like that, it's really tough, but really good, really good for, again, pretty much your entire body except for your arms is is being worked out through i mean yeah your your core even is working your hips every part of your legs squats are good um i hope you allow me this one this is a this is a, a yoga pose really Ooh. i've got child's pose Ooh. just because it feels so good to just lay on the ground it feels so good it's 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 where you like put your knees up underneath you up, yeah. hands out in front lay your face into the dirt I just my my hips and hamstrings and everything in that area are so tight all the time and my back I just feel like that gives me just such a good feeling of relief and stretching all that it's, stuff out. I'm going to let you have it but it's literally the exercise the the pose in yoga that does nothing. It all it's just it there's no exercise involved in it. It's it's got a little bit of a stretch in your hip flexors and that's about it. It's 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 a good stretch I feel like. I mean there's there are a couple If we're yoga talking poses. stretches, man, cuz I didn't do stretches cuz I my favorite stretch is the uh, I I always we always called it dorsal planner where you like you you take your you lay on your or you sit on your butt Put your feet out because I get real bad shin splints. So you you point your toe, point your toes, and you stretch out your shins, and you pull back, pull back with your with your toes, and it stretches out your calves. Those are I, those are my two favorite stretches. Yeah, I I mean, but I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm put I put uh, for a, for a joke one. I put the old vibrating belt uh, oh, from yeah. uh, you know, from yeah. like the. I don't know, fifties or sixties, maybe. That's good, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I don't know what that thing did, but it just shook. Nothing. You. If you're a big fat, if you're a big fat person, I I feel like that's the best exercise in the world because it would be a great exercise for me to watch a big fat person. I shouldn't, you know, if you're big and fat, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm no, big no. and fat. If I were to do it and watch myself in a mirror, I'd get a better exercise laughing. <laughs> Had all my skin jiggling around that I would actually having a belt shake me like crazy. It's just such a weird thing. I don't. I don't know what. I mean. I guess it just gets your get, get you your moving. juices flowing, I, baby. I guess get you moving, bub. I guess. But I put and it's sticking with the simple theme. That was kind of a joke one, but sticking with the simple theme, I have gained a an appreciation for walking. I I, yeah. I, I want to say running because obviously it's better exercise for you and it's better for your lungs and everything. But just just walking, if you do it long enough. Now, if you walk around the block, I don't know how much you're getting out of that. But if you're walking a decent 
amount. It's uh, I'll tell you, I, I get back from walks. All you got to do is my, get your heart rate to 120 and keep it there for about 20, 30 minutes, and it doesn't matter if you're walking or running. It's, uh, there you go. Then I feel even better about it. My, I mean, I'm sore after my, after I'm walking yep. that long and stuff. It's good for your legs. So, so uh, I've got some joke ones on here. How many people? How many people are on Mount Rushmore? We do five, right? Isn't four. it five? Oh, is it only four? Now I got to figure out which one I'm gonna take off. I mean, I just did five with my vibrating belt guy. But... Oh, okay, so then I'll take the shake weight off because I had shake weight. <laughs> so I'll let that be the funny one that I take off because the shake weight, <laughs> the modern vibrating belt. <laughs> yes, weight. it is. Uh, but my my, I've got calf lifts. Remember, yeah. So at the YMCA, they used to have that machine. It was the only thing I felt like I could do a bunch of weight on i because i'm sure i did it incorrectly but i love love the calf raise um that's funny that you said walking because i wrote down walking as second uh sit-ups was number two wait number three wait walking was your joke one wasn't it (laughs) i mean it was going to be but now it's real calf lift walking sit-ups i i i enjoy good sit-up i got no problem with the sit-ups and uh, another joke one, I had I had two, I guess I had a few of them. Uh, I had the shake weight, and then I had 12-ounce curls. That's without <laughs> gotcha. a doubt my favorite. The 12-ounce gotcha. curls is definitely my favorite exercise. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, that one offends me, too, because that is when I actually use weights. That's about as much as I can do. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much he's curling anyway. All right, so that's the Mount Rushmore. Adam gets to pick the Mount Rushmore next week. We'll see what that is after we talk about Roy Scoville. Live in the moment. If you haven't seen it, it's from about three years ago. I think it was 2018, he said. Does that, does that sound right? It was from this year. It was from 2021. It just, just came out. Oh, I thought when he was talking, he said something about being in 2018. And then he said something about, could you imagine the year 2021, somebody says this? Or maybe that was the oh, joke. Did I miss that? Yeah, maybe that was the joke. Oh. All right, so, oh. all right so, so let's talk about Roy Scoville. If you haven't seen it, Get on, and we watched it through YouTube. It was on YouTube. Uh, it was a pretty cool deal that he did, right? So he did five days or six days in a row. Six, yeah. At this uh, Atlanta, I don't know, uh, someplace, that it, which was weird. The uh, that Relapse. They, the Relapse Theater. The fact that they did the part of the special was talking about how this homeless guy created, like he, he just was living in a abandoned building and – took it over I, I don't know exactly basically so that part of the story was weird uh obviously he didn't have that much <laughs> that much uh um material to put into the special that they just kept going between with this guy so that was a weird deal um however roy scoville comes out and doesn't he doesn't have any material planned out it's he he loves improv and he wanted to go back to his improv days, so he does six days. It, they, I'm, I'm sure he didn't do more than 15 minutes a night. Fifth, it seemed like everything was pretty short. Oh no, I think I think they just cut it down that much. I bet he did. I don't think he did an hour every night because he kept talking about this would be a good time to quit, and then he's like, "Oh well, well, I guess I'm doing 10 more minutes now." I bet he did at least 30, maybe 45. You think so? I'd be interested to know how much. I bet every night was different, though. I guarantee. I bet every night he did a different amount. Yeah. So anyway. It was all improv, all off the top of his head. He walks out. You can tell he doesn't have much. He doesn't know exactly where he's going to start. He's got an idea of what he's going to start with, I think. But from there, he just keeps on moving. They interview him after every day, and he's learning from every special. The last one was without a doubt the best because uh, he found out it was going to be the last show ever in that place, which in turn didn't become that way because they reopened. 
So I'm going to tell you this. I was watching this. I laughed quite a bit at this, and I haven't rated this yet. I haven't written anything down. So this is going to be off the dome. And because last night I was ready to give this thing like a 4.8. I I don't know. It, I didn't like the in-between stuff that they did with this with this homeless Joe guy. Bob Wood is Bo- his name. Bob Wood, the Bob Wood stuff in between. I mean, I could take it or leave it. And, you know, he thought he was hilarious and just thought he was a homeless guy for the way I understood it. So, I mean, good for him, like an entrepreneur homeless guy. So, way to I go there. I love that part of it. I love did that. Did you? I love the story and the, everything he did. I mean, he basically took – I, I thought – He when, broke the law. He's a criminal. I, yeah. The he, guy should be in jail. You're right. And I, I normally would be very on top of that. Yes. But – That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what do they call that when you – when you're you're a vagrant that's living somewhere, you, yeah, he he ended up yeah like a squatter, or squatter. That's what I want to say. Yeah, he ended up going through all the not only like making it all legitimate, but doing like all the work himself and getting legislation passed so that he could get a. I mean, he did all. He kinds even of did stuff. that stuff illegally. He was like copying fonts and do like not even legitly doing things illegally. I mean, it it got through. The government there, though. Great, I mean, it, it, and great it, job, he, you homeless vagrant. It was all he did. He did start everything sort of oddly and and like illegally, mostly. But, but he did it all in God's name. It was, was all done in God's name. Was, all the illegal stuff he did. God, if it's supposed to be this way, then let's just make it be this way. And when one hour later, I got a phone call saying it's going to be this way. I tell you, man, some. You, you I don't it. believe a word that comes out of that homeless really? dude's mouth. No, I wow. don't believe. I believe a lot of stuff. Like I believe a good amount of that, but that whole I talked to God and within one minute my phone rang. Well, nah, whatever. Your phone rang and you got lucky that something went through. I, he's a homeless dude. Let me tell you something about homeless people. <laughs> he was originally. Okay, he were, he I don't were. care if you were originally or not. If you are a guy who ain't got a home and you're living on the streets, number one, there's usually a reason for it. Number two, I don't trust you. So good for you for opening up something that you wanted to open up, but I don't believe a word of the craziness in that story. I don't believe any of it. So homeless Bob could care less. Roy Scovel, I'm giving a four point four. I really did like. I I like. I thought just because it was so creative, I've never seen anything like that. And he was really he was pretty good at it. They, I mean, they obviously cut a bunch of it up, but. The stuff that he did was pretty good. There was a lot of screaming. You know, I don't like that just random screaming, but he had to pass some time and let his mind think. And he came out of the screaming with something funny every time. Couldn't agree with you more. I I, I, I love Roy Scovel. I think he's really funny because he's one of those guys that is improvisationally funny. He, he's, he's, just, he's very good on his feet. And he's got the – his like uh, – his sarcasm, I don't know if it's sarcasm or snark or whatever it is. Did he keep going between different voices too? Was he like going like in a southern voice and then back yes. to a normal voice or was that yes. just me? He was. Yeah, and he does that stuff all the time. He did I listen to a podcast that he does every week and he does that there too and he's always good there too. Like it's not a scripted podcast. They, you know, it's him and another comedian and there he's he's funny there too. But yeah, I mean I I, I love his stand up and I loved this, and I loved seeing that too. That part of it that 
because I, I I've gotten you know all all into the you know how how everybody writes jokes and how they develop them and it starts out here and you got to do work it every night in different rooms and stuff like that and um, but he you're right he had I mean he said he he would like look at articles or something early in the day and try to get an idea or whatever but didn't have anything written. And would go out there and just make it up. And for for that especially, I have an even greater appreciation. That's my biggest thing is the appreciation so for it. it. Yeah, the so appreciation. So funny with it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. And like I said, I love the the stuff. Maybe I'm a sucker, but um, but I, I, I with the with the Bob Wood thing and getting that thing. That was so. Going and, that was was the gooberest thing i've ever seen in my entire really? life really i oh I, my God. I i loved it i almost got I, we were gonna put this thing down here but i was like no if i'm paying this much money no what happened was it cost too much to put it down there and it was cheaper to put it up here he so said you he, put it up there he said he paid more to get it put up there okay <laughs> yeah. oh man all right whatever well all right so we're we're different on that guy, but we're the same on Rory Scovel. I gave it a four point five. I don't believe a word comes out of that old homeless Bob's mouth. Yeah, homeless vagrant. He's not homeless anymore. That's the thing. Like he, if he was still that way, you could tell. But I, he's a family. Like he has, he's married and has a kid. I think now. That's I think what it sounds married. like. Yeah, and he tricked somebody. Good job. Lives in a house he's now. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what he does? That place still was like all the other rooms were still screwed up like everything still was a mess if you're making all this money you're doing so well fix the whole place up yeah i, I don't know that they're even really doing that well that's the thing i i don't i didn't understand he was where walking he was. through the rest of it where he lived in that house the only thing that the only place the shows are is in the basement the whole rest of that building still looks the same yeah i i don't know um I almost like got online and to see if there was like somewhere I could donate to help save that place or something Such like that. Such a sucker. Oh my gosh. You're oh my gosh. I we're at, hey, listen, we're we're downtown. I'm the real quick story before we get off here. We're downtown and uh in over the Rhine. Right? I am I consider myself a pretty good judge of character, right? Like I, I have to read people all day, every day. I, I consider myself pretty decent at it, right? Um, so, and uh, homeless people, I mean, look, I, I'll give, I'll give somebody money, but my big thing is be honest with me, right? Like, I don't want you to be telling me a big, long sob story. I'm not going to give you money. Now, if you just come up and be like, man, I need a buck. All right, sure. I'll give you a buck, right? Man, don't come up and give me your sob story. Your, your car is not broken down two miles down the road, yep. and you happen to just need a gas can Look, or whatever. My, my Uncle Barry used to do it. My Uncle Barry got all the way to Salt Lake City by stopping at rest areas, pulling his battery out, and walking over to people and saying, oh, man, my battery died. Can I borrow? Can I get a – do you have a dollar? I can get my battery, get a new battery, da-da-da. He'd get a few bucks for gas, throw his battery back in, hook it into the van, boom, down the road he went. I know how it works, all right? I lived it. I know how it works. This old lady is in a wheelchair – out in front it's about to storm and rain and pour and all this other stuff my sister-in-law goes out to have a conversation she's calling her daughter out outside of the restaurant the lady pulls up she's got a little balloon on the back it's her birthday it's her birthday the women she can't make it to the women's shelter uh on her little cart so she needs what was it a dollar and 80 cents or three dollars to get on the bus okay and she's Proceeds to tell about the cancers and the this and the that and everything she's got going on in her life. Oh, my sister-in-law couldn't come in fast enough to get cash out of her wallet. 
And I said, I don't believe a word that's coming out of that. Well, look at her. Yeah, I see her. I see her. Yep. Yeah, that, that lady might have something going on with her, but she ain't going to the woman's shelter. Guarantee you that. Next thing we know, we go across the street to go get a drink. Cops are out front talking to her. Guess she missed the bus. Imagine that. Imagine that. Old homeless Harry, a homeless Sally, didn't make it. Huh. What if she looked at me? She was like, oh, you were right. I told you. Don't give me the sob story. I don't believe anybody that's got the whole, the, if you're, get, 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 get out yeah. of town. It, it, it's so overused now by, by people who are whatever, whatever is going on with them. It's, everybody knows those stories. It's all the same stories. It's all the same. And it's, yeah, it's tough. If yeah, you're right. If you just come up and be like, look, I, uh, you know, I just need to get something to eat or I, I need some, um, I'm I all need out. that. Just I'm be like, fr- Hey man, fresh. you got a buck. You I'm come fr- up to me and you go, Hey man, you got a buck. All right. I'll give you a dollar. Yeah. I don't, I don't need, uh, I, I need, I need a, I need a dollar for some to get on the bus. I need $5 to, to get, get something to eat. I haven't eaten in about get, get out of town. I saw a dude in Chicago when I was younger. Yeah, you weren't with us, I don't think. It was Mike, Mike, uh, a couple of mics anyway. So in Chicago, a couple of mics. <laughs> it was a couple of mics. You and a couple of mics. Yep, me and a couple of mics. Uh, give it. Yep, give a dollar. Give a dollar. Oh, there you go. Give a dollar. Give a couple of bucks. This dude needs some money. He gets. Oh man, I gotta catch the bus. I gotta get out of here. I need need some food. Da, 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 da. Give the guy five bucks or ten bucks. I don't know. I was 21 years old. I was young and dumb. Walk into a little bodega down the street, and he's in there grabbing a 12-pack of beer. And I'm like, huh, son of a bitch got me. And I walked in, and I said, thought you were going to the bus stop. And he shot his head around while he was in line with that beer. And I was like, got me. Got me. <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. I don't yeah. need no sob. Don't give me your sob story. You want money from me? Just come up and say, I need some cash. Yeah. All right. I'll give you a dollar. I'm all out of the uh, nose candy. Yeah. I, I don't even tell me that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know what you need the money for. I don't care. I got you. Walk up to me looking like a homeless person and say, do you have any spare change? Do you have a dollar? Boom. I'll, I will help you out. And, and listen, t- by the way, thank you all all you guys because at the, at the shelters, they do play this podcast all the time so we thank you guys for listening guys and girls for listening yeah, but don't ask me for money though sure and and you know what the first guy did it was creative with it and probably made a bunch of money with the sign that says why lie i want a beer oh geez yeah no more of that you can't it's not funny or original no, or it's, clever anymore it's not but but they know what it's do you got to know your audience you do that after a Bengals game or a Reds game you get a bunch of drunks you know your audience you got to give them a little bit of props because they know their audience they're using that at that time now if you got that on the side of the road just on a normal like Thursday on a corner of you know Quebec and Foley which it don't even doesn't even run into each other. <laughs> yeah. But if you're just on the corner of those things, like I don't, that, yeah, that's not whatever. I don't need. I just, I don't, I don't like being asked for money. I just neither don't like do being I. Asked for money. There is a gas station that that is the closest gas station by far to the house that I grew up in, and still one of the closest gas stations to where I live now that I have not been to in probably BP eight nine years. Yep. 
it's been so. it's been that long since I've been there. I walk by it all the time now. I will not go in there because probably nine out of ten times that I went there, somebody was roaming roaming around asking people that were getting gas for money, and, and it happened so many times in a row. Then I'm like, I, I'm not coming here anymore. I don't want. Now it happens at every UDF too, so I don't know where to go for gas now. But, <laughs> um, but get it somewhere else besides the little city you yeah, live in. And the one that the UDF that I live that really close to now is the same way now as that BP was. The, n- the nice new one they just built. No, no, the one on the corner of Montana and um, oh, in Glenmore. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's a horrible one, and it's. I will if I need gas once in a while. I will pull in there to get gas. I won't go inside, but I will I will get gas once in a while. But I'll pull up there, and before I pull in there, if I see people just hanging around, I just won't. I'll go somewhere else and get gas because I'm not. I don't want to deal with being asked for money in a weird. And I because there's the stories or the or they look like they are probably right now on something and need more of something. It just, I don't Good. don't want to deal with it. Anyway, that's homeless Bob who ran this whole shelter. No man, he's diff- He's way different. Uh, do you homeless people stay homeless like that because they have no initiative and they're lazy and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they didn't get homeless because of that way, but if you stay homeless for a long time and you're one of those people, it's because you you can't work your way out of it. Whether you've got a mental thing where you can't, you just physically can't get your, but whatever the, I mean, people that happens to people who are, I'm just telling you that dude right there. had that, that goofy little smile and laugh. I don't believe a word that came out of that cat's face. I got a totally different feel from that guy. I don't Mm. know. I was proud of him. Way to go. Way to break like 15 laws. Think it's hilarious. And 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 then you've been shut down like three times apparently. Yeah, but they they're for like no reason. It's just like he the even made fun and... of the dude. He even made fun of the guy at the end of the show when they had the little thing where like it was supposed to be the last show in that place, and he oh, was like, yeah. they shut down, and then they but they reopened. It wasn't the last show, but then they shut down again. But Two they're currently times, yeah. but they're currently open now. They totally were making fun of that dude. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, but it, it, see, to me, I was, I was seeing it like he kept getting like the, the people that were owning the building or whatever the, um, whoever's in charge, if they have to shut the building down or something like that, whoever's in charge of doing that, were telling him that's what they, that's what's happening. So he, he's like, we're shutting you down. So he's like, okay. And then he's just kept finding ways to get it back up. I mean, it, it all ended up being the right way. I mean he he ended up doing it all legally it just he he didn't start Did he? that way Did he do it all legally yeah, Well yeah I mean he did, he wouldn't well, still I'm pretty the, sure he didn't do it thing, all legally The one thing was when he talked about when he first got in there and started doing shows and illegally was the cop pulled up and he's That's like so here great. we go I'm, oh, here I'm we go. done we're done now And the cop came in and he's like yeah my son-in-law performed here last night I heard you need a little protection. We're yeah, yep. like people talk about dirty cops. I'm like, oh, there you go. But that cop didn't know if he ran a place or not. He just knew there was probably some rowdy people that might need to be uh, kicked out of a place. I guess, yeah. I did, yeah. I'm I good yeah. with the cop. I'm good with the cop. I'm not good with the. Uh, I'm not good with uh, homeless Bob. <laughs> Vagrant Bob. Anyway, enough of that. Now we need to figure out what are 
what next week is going to be. So let's let's start with you. Do you have a Mount Rushmore uh, ready and willing to go for next week? I'm thinking I want to do seeing now this is free agency period going on right now, but from the draft and through the free agency period, there have been a lot of trades too. So I was thinking I want to do, and this is going to take a Google search because I don't have all that stuff in my brain. The Mount Rushmore of trades, all time trades. Now, wow. You can interpret that a bunch of different ways, but is it the, is it the biggest names in the trade? Is it the biggest difference maker? Um, is it, uh, is, is it, um, I don't know. You, you can kind of do whatever you want. And I, I say open it to all sports. If you have a – if if Pele was traded for uh, Ronaldo or something uh-huh, in soccer uh-huh. – uh, those are two soccer players, I think. Um, then maybe that's the biggest one, and that's one of them on there or whatever. But any sport, any trade, however you want to do it, if you think it belongs on the Mount Rushmore of trades – put it on there okay mount rushmore of trades that's a that's a different one but i'm uh i feel like i'm in for that one it's gonna be tough because i'm so bad at remembering who's traded for who or when oh, they came and so stuff. Am I. i'm gonna rely totally gonna have to look this up solely on the internet yes all right totally gonna have to look that up as for me i have no idea what we're gonna watch so um i mean let's let's uh let's just do this Let's go to the old Amazon Prime and see if there's any. Is there anything new on Amazon Prime these days? Do you Probably. Know? I feel like that Amazon Prime always comes through with, with specials, even if it's in the last couple of years or something like that, or even if there's an old one you want to check out. All right. So here's a lot of stuff on that. Uh, let's, let's see. Here's 2021. Hi, did we do Butch Bradley from Las Vegas? No, we did not. All right. Butch Bar- Bradley from Las Vegas. It is Prime, which means it's included with Prime. So everybody and their brother has Amazon Prime. Butch Bradley live from Vegas, okay. and it's this year. looks looks brand new. I don't uh, I don't know this guy, so another good. I I like doing new people. Yeah, absolutely. or because I'm not doing any research on it beforehand, the first person that pops up on my screen. That's perfect. We might we might find the greatest comedian of all time right here. I like it. This is my uh, second five right here. Second five's coming. Second five. Yeah, second five rating that I've given. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. Five highs. Yep. All right, so so we've got uh, Butch Bradley. We just got a suggestion Uh-oh. for a Mount Rushmore. That's a great Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah? By a guy who I don't know if I know a bigger wrestling fan, a bigger old-school wrestling fan than Jared Zeiser. Really? Um, and, uh, man. We got, a couple, we got a couple guys who have been begging me to come on this podcast and have a big-time wrestling podcast. Yeah, we still need to do it. We still need to do it. I've got a couple, couple guys begging. They've, they've, they've been dying to do it. We've got to, man. We've, we have to. We loved wrestling too much. I love it. Um, I've, I've been watching a lot of wrestling now. I still watch that's wrestling right. now. That's right. You watch it with your son. That's right. Yep. Um, I, think, I think I might do that. I think I might save trades okay. for a later time and use the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling Finishers, Ooh, finishing moves, finishing moves. That see, I like that because Hulk Hogan obviously is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, but the Hulk Hogan leg drop, not even close to the to the Mount Rushmore of finishers. Garbage finisher, absolute garbage, garbage, garbage now, finisher. For some reason, his leg drop was atomic, and it was uh, yeah. way 
way more devastating than everyone else's somehow. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. I um, love that. Somebody did. Uh, I could give you. I could. I could give you. Uh, Randy Orton, like Diamond Dallas Page, had the Diamond Cutter, which is exactly the same as Randy Orton's. Uh, what does he do? The uh, ah, whatever it is. Anyway, it's basically the same thing. The Stunner. They're all basically the same move. The DDT. The DDT, everyone did the DDT, but like a couple of guys used it as their finishing move. I'm yep. like, that's just the DDT. What are you talking about? Jake the Snake did it. Uh, what's his name? Raven, I think. Uh, was, did was Raven it do yeah. a DDT? I yeah. So. yeah. I liked Raven. Raven was one of my favorites. It was, I think he was the even flow. The even flow DDT is what he called it. Yeah. Um, I like that. Let's do it. Holy cow, this is going to be tough. Pro wrestling finishing moves. You know, another one I don't like is uh, AJ Styles, the flying fist or whatever he does, where he, like, jumps and gives Just you a forearm or something. I'm like, eh. I mean, it's kind of cool because he, like, bounces himself off the top rope, but it's like, eh, eh I'm good. Yeah, we've, we've got, yeah, there there's going to be a lot. It's going to be some here. high flyer, right? There's got to be a couple high flyers. No, There's no, some I, big dudes that do some flying, flipping stuff. When, when you're big and you come off the ropes, that's impressive to me. It is, but I mean, I mean the choke slam. I mean the the the. Yeah, but the choke slam, like you just said, the DDT. I mean the chokes. Now you know the one I love. You know what I like. A the, ton of people the do the spear. Well, ton of people do the spear. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, but Goldberg's jackhammer. The jackhammer. When he would hold up like the giant mm-hmm. for. Five seconds, or had Hulk Hogan up there for like a minute and a half, just <laughs> holding him upside down. I, I that's that. See, that's impressive. Just, just spinning, just just walking in a circle with Hulk Hogan <laughs> up in the air, yeah. and Hulk Hogan's little like like yellow hairs just kind of like <laughs> dangling hanging down on the floor. <laughs> yep, yep. And the guy who's getting stood up there is doing the most work because he's got to keep his legs straight up in the air. <laughs> yeah, you have to have some good abs. He's doing keep, a handstand. He's doing a handstand on your hip or something. <laughs> it's basically on like his hip, yeah, shoulder hip. Oh, that's um, funny. Um, all right, so that's best be finishers. Fun. I like this. I like this. Mount Rushmore best finishers. Thank you, Jared, for that. Macho Man from the top rope, one hundred percent. I mean, that's as that's as good as it gets. The elbow, the f- uh, but, but see, also the same, I same mean, thing. Ton of people do it. Yeah. There's a dude named Damian Priest right now who like does this spinning DDT thing that looks like it really breaks the dude's neck when he does it. Now the Tombstone Piledriver, that one because there's a lot of wrestlers that won't let you, would not let certain people give them. A pile driver because so many people hurt their neck. I think Rick Steiner like broke his neck one time from somebody giving him a pile driver because you got to turn your head the right way. And if they keep you, if they've got you too low, but obviously a guy like the undertaker had perfected it. He did. But I'll tell you what, I saw so many of them that I'm like, Oh my God, he's too low. There's that guy's going to, that but, guy's going to die. But a lot of it has to do with the guy who's getting DDT. Cause you got to tuck your head as you're going, you got to tuck your head between their legs and and so you're rolling onto your back. Yeah. I can't wait for next week. This is going to be good. We could I I could talk about finishing moves all day. I'm a bit <laughs> like the like the the when you have to do like the people that do like the figure 4, you know, you got Rick Flair at the figure ah, 4, the, the ah. Lion Tamer, the Lion Tamer is good from Chris Jericho, and the then you got Brett, the figure Brett 8. Hart's, uh, um oh, sharpshooter. Shoot. I just sharpshooter. Thank yep. you. Yeah, that was, I love that one. Yeah. 
<sighs> and it, like like a, a Charlotte Flair now does the figure four and then like goes into a bridge with her hands like and lifts her her she's like uses her hands and goes and you heard of a bridge right mm-hmm. with the, the girls doing gymnastics yeah. and she calls it the figure eight it's the figure eight Ooh. yeah I think kinda, that's what I she like calls it spin on an old on an old yeah picture. especially on your dad's move right there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so. I'm I, I this is gonna be fun because I got there's some new guys in here that got some good got some good good finishing moves. I I don't know any of the new guy stuff, so that'll I'll, I'll leave that up to you. But uh, yeah, mine are all gonna be. But 80s like the and frog 90s, splash, yeah. like Rob Van Dam and uh, Eddie Guerrero, all those people did the frog splash. Like, eh, it's just jumping off and landing on your gut. <laughs> yeah. But like the flips off the top, dude, those are some wacky, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are my favorite finishers. A lot of a lot of stuff like Ray Mysterio and all those guys. Oh, yeah, the three man. the the six one nine that Ray Mysterio does now. You, you and then he six one so, still in it. Oh yeah, him, he's got his boy in there too. Wrestles with him who looks like he's totally out of shape, but he wrestles Jeez. with him. But yeah, the six one nine where he holds, he gets the dude's head like, hold, like in between the ropes, and he jumps off from one side and flies through the middle and kicks him huh. on like a spinning rope. Oh yeah, flip yeah, around yeah, I've seen thingy. It. I've seen it. That's a silly. Some finisher. of the stuff those guys do now is crazy, dude. Man. They are flippy magicians, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Ricochet, right. that dude's like a hundred thousand miles in the air when he jumps. This dude named Ricochet, that dude, the guy is insane. Is it? Is he a? Is he an Irish guy? And his name is Rick O'Shea. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's a just a just a regular old black guy who's jumps out of this world should be an irish black guy that wears like a leprechaun suit there is a guy named seamus who's uh who's a leprechaun and he does a uh, he's a leprechaun but he's redhead but uh, (laughs) he's a big leprechaun i guess and he wears like the irish like old irish boxer kind of outfit he'll have like a white wife beater and and tucked into a pair of pants with a goofy hat on or something yeah right on Right on, mm-hmm. man. I got it. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll research some of the newer man, guys. The stuff. power Thanks. bombs that power Kevin. Bombs. Na- oh, I got one. Yeah, I think I got one. The uh, oh, I don't know if I should say it or not. Uh, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, get you back on his back. Oh, back the Razor's back, Edge. The razor's Edge. Oh, oh yeah, that was good. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. That was a good one. Yep. Uh, you know the rack. Lex Luger. Lex Luger, yeah. Oh, he gets you in the torture rack. That looked like that really hurt. <laughs> I know. Probably broke <laughs> the guy's back. I'm bouncing sure. around. I'd be like, ah, I'm good on this one, dude. Let go of me. <laughs> yeah. Tombstone me or whatever, but yeah, not the exactly. torture rack. Exactly. All right. Well, we, man, we could do this all day. I know. All right. That sounds good. Let's get out of this thing. Uh, so next week we've got, we've got Mount Rushmore of big-time wrestling finishers. Um. What was Sting's the the Scorpion Scorpion Death, death Lock? Lock is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, what was what was uh, what was the Ultimate Warrior's finishing move? Did he just like kill you? Uh, he was just crazy. From parts yeah. unknown. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Did he? Uh, was it something off the rope? It had to be off the ropes for him. It had to I feel be like he clotheslined a lot. Did he do something with that? Eh, maybe. I don't know. Off the ro- I, you seen the it, uh, behind the ropes or the dark side of the ropes on him? I have dark seen dark side of the ring. I think is what it's called. I have seen some. I I don't know if it was that dark side of the ring. That. Dark side of the ring's got a they they do it on he was a nuts. bunch of different people. He was nuts, but he was not that bad of a dude at home. He was nut, but then he became nuts. He became a psycho because of his character. 
Uh, he started. He got divorced, and then he like started to live his character. That's what. Who's the actor that played the Joker that ha- that happened to? No, oh, yeah, the you're talking about the one who died, Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that why? I don't know if that's why he committed suicide, but like he had to get to so it was right afterwards or during it or right at the end of filming, he like, and he got just so dark and so deep into yeah. that character. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. All right, there we go. Great A and E biography on WWE legends. Well, I'm going to spend a lot of time on YouTube watching things like that for another yes. week here. That might be all we do next week, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be watching a lot. Start with I'm the Mount Rushmore and, yep, just, and go just go. What, maybe we make next week a big-time wrestling, except uh, the Olympics um, will be finishing up. We might throw some Olympics in there. I'm in for a big-time wrestling uh, podcast. We should take some callers on the big-time wrestling podcast. <laughs> we can take some we should take callers. We'll put it out there, let everybody know what's going on. Throw the number out there. We'll take some callers. We'll go one at a time. Everybody can kind of throw in their uh, throw their two cents in. Jared, clear your schedule for next Wednesday night, bud. Be ready, brother. Be ready. Tim Ganser, you're out there. Get ready. I'm ready for you. We're ready ready to do this. All right, we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, there you go. So next week, we will have all of that and more. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>